0: This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time, it's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Happy anniversary to me. Happy anniversary to this podcast guys. Happy anniversary! What's happening podcast? Can you believe it's been one year? I honestly didn't even realize it was a year until I was trying to plan this episode for the week and I was bouncing ideas off of my boyfriend and he's like, isn't it a year of you podcasting? And I was like, oh my gosh, episode 52. That's a year. Here we are. Here we are at one year. It's flew by in so many ways and also it feels like forever ago that I started this podcast like I don't even remember what life was like before it Um, but yes I wanted to make this special episode to really just kind of recap both for myself and give you guys the insights as I love to do into what I've learned and through the application of running a business over the last year. Certainly in um, running this podcast, I've shared uh, some of it. So some of these are going to be just really the highlights over the last couple of years, but really I'm um, I'm not specifically going off of episodes. These were just the main eight things that I came up with. But before that, um, now we're celebrating, of course, the anniversary of the podcast. It's also birthday week. What up? I've been, I, I'm one of those obnoxious people whose birthday lasts the whole month of March. So get ready. If you're following me on social, you're going to get sick of it. <laughs> but if you're one of my friends, we're going to have so much fun. I have like a million one-on-one uh, lunch dates or dinner dates planned? Um, keep it COVID friendly, but it's been—I'm just so excited. So yeah, so much to celebrate. But let's start with my new favorite celebration, which is Hapster of the Week. So the Hapster of the Week this week is Olivia Eisenberg, and Olivia has come in with a blaze of glory, or on a mission, or all the sayings. She has been coaching, I think, only for about two weeks, two weeks, three weeks. But again, she's already started to apply so much of the teachings and do so much work and already starting to um, get some traction in what she is doing and in applying the work that we've done together in our first two sessions alone, Um, Mm -hmm. Olivia runs an at-home salon, and she has been established a hairstylist for a while, but with COVID, um, she you know, the salon she ended up moving into her home and now she is really serious about making this her full time thing um, at home and systemizing it and making it really as amazing of a business for her clients as it is for her. Um, And we're working on so many fun things, um, but really what I want to shout out Olivia for is just coming in and being the perfect coachee. Uh, I did an episode on this in the limited series a couple of episodes back about what it means to me when I am the coachee. And I have lots of coaches, so I am used to being in that position. And I think it really is an intentional process. You have to come in and you need to be a couple of things. One of those is really open to look at your thoughts and to Decide, like, okay, am I willing to um, do something a little bit different, or um, accept that I've been believing a thought for a really long time that isn't serving me, Um, and then also doing and applying all of that business building work in real time. So you learn it, you apply it. Instead of using this as another way to procrastinate taking action in your business, because it's as we know it's easy to consume. Actually going to talk about this as one of the tips I've learned this year in entrepreneurship. So yes, go and follow her, especially if you're in Long Island and you want to get your hair done. She is an amazing, um, trained, uh, stylist in balayage, especially, but I mean, she's, she's talented girl. So you can follow her on Instagram at live beautifully. That's L I V beautifully. Um, and you yeah just really I'm so proud of you Olivia if you're listening to this podcast she's been doing all of her business building work not just immediately once we get off the call because she's a busy mompreneur um you guys know my thoughts on that word I love it just because it's a pun not because entrepreneurs aren't (laughs) inherently women okay Get off your high horse on that one, peeps. Um, But yes, she's been doing all of her business building work at night once her son goes to bed, and I just love it. So shout out to you. So let's dive in, shall we? You know, typically, I'm like a record a podcast in one shot type of gal, um, but full transparency here, I... (laughs) I've been recording this episode already in three shots in between my sessions because I was trying to deliver all of this to you before I picked up my son from school. Didn't happen. He just went to bed. And now I'm going to review an entire year post bedtime. So if my energy levels sound different, it doesn't mean that I'm less excited. I'm still so excited to review all of this with you guys. So let's do it. Lessons in entrepreneurship with one on my one-year episode anniversary. It's the thing, right? Okay. Lesson number one, goals are just for direction. Actually, the best achievements in my experience and the best revelations really come in the doing and when you least expect it. So I I was gonna you know state these in mantra form but they sounded preachy and I really just want you guys to know that I'm taking all of this from my experience and also the experience of being a coach of many many entrepreneurs as uh, a national international women's day is coming up on March 8th and I wanted to shout out all of my female business owning clients that I've had for the years and I was like I couldn't, I don't even know if I have all of them. It was so, such a humbling experience to be a part of so many amazing women's journeys. And as I was collecting images to put together this collage, I couldn't fit them all in one collage. And I was just like, how cool that all of these women have entrusted me with their thoughts and the behind the scenes of that journey. But really all of it started with a goal and they came to me and they had a goal and when everybody starts their coaching journey, especially with a business coach, right? It's like all about the the goals, the results, and the action. But the results that we desire are so important for the purpose of guiding us, for the purpose of giving us direction, and for the purpose of uh, helping us to constrain so that we can, um, you know, focus as an acronym, follow one course until success. And what I found that the best achievements of my last year weren't actually goals that I had at all. Some of the goals I set out to achieve, I did achieve. Some of them I didn't. But some of my most favorite achievements or revelations or moments of this past year have come in the doing, in the action. Um, Certainly, I was not expecting to be invited onto the Life Coach School podcast, which is still one of, yeah, one of the most humbling and exciting moments of my career so far. Um, I did not expect to have a client in London, um, you know, reach out to me and she was referred to me from a unknown source, like from a coach's group, someone referred her to me because she specifically was looking for a life and business coach for high powered female CEOs. And it's so funny to me, just thinking when I set out and when I decided to um, really create this niche before, when I was just doing general life coaching and coaching anyone who was looking to manage their mind and I made this decision. I remembered wavering and I see my clients do this a lot in the beginning too, when I'm telling them, you know, you really should just pick one and pick this niche and it'll just help you connect with your people so much quicker. And they feel scared because they don't have that many clients yet. And so they think, yeah, well, I, I just don't want to exclude anyone. And so they don't want a niche down. And it, I promise you you guys, it was in these Tough decisions in the actions, in the practicing, in the experimenting with having a niche that all of those amazing um, realizations, I couldn't have achieved those things had I not just gone out and done it. Right. And, you know, so many people had explained to me about having a very specific niche, how amazing it was. And, you can't really quite understand it until you experience it in your own business. That's all I'll say. So I can give this, this advice until I'm blue in the face with my clients, but they really just have to kind of trust and take a blind leap of faith, um, in order to have that revelation. And that's kind of how I've experienced all of mine. So, uh, lesson number one is that the goals are really just for direction and all those best achievements and revelations come in the doing and when you least expect it. Number two is about certification. So if you follow me on Instagram, I just recently did a big post about this because I actually this week Um, certified in my practicum for the life coach school. So I'm officially a life coach school certified coach and it was very exciting, but I wanted to, before I announced it, make very clear the point of investing in certification, why I did it and what I advise all of my clients to consider before they invest in a training program, a course, or a certification let's talk about what it's not for. It is not to prove that you are ready for clients or for paying clients. It's not a way to procrastinate making money, which is actually what most of you guys are doing when you're signing up for these things. When I signed up for certification, I had already had a successful money-making business for three years. The reason I signed up for certification actually had nothing to do with money at all. It's just because I wanted it. I just wanted to. I wanted to further my education. I wanted to deepen my understanding of certain practices. I wanted to get a little bit more technical. I wanted to learn how the school set up um, their policies and their principles. And I just wanted more of Brooke Castillo, honestly. She um, she's set up her business and has been an example of what's possible for me. And I just, I love her vibe. And I think that it is always a good investment of my money to invest in people who I, I vibe with, who I see are, are living a life that I strive to live. Right. So that had nothing really to do with the reasons that I hear people saying that they want to, um, invest in a training or a course or program. It's usually in the very beginning of your business where you think that the course or the training or certification has the answers, Right. When we do it, it's to improve, to learn and develop. And almost all of the investments are definitely best returned when you apply the training in real time and not after. So if you're currently listening to this and you have a course that you're paying for or a self-paced, you know, training or you're in a program or you're in a certification, even if it's like a six month certification, I was just talking to a um, potential client earlier about her doing a certification, nutrition certification. And I was like, can you tell me, is this industry regulated? And I'm so curious because oftentimes people tell me I'm going through a certification and then afterwards I'd love to work together. And I'm like, why after? Why not now? The time is now for you to start working with clients, for you to start experimenting, to getting out there. Even if you're just starting with free clients or beta clients at a lower rate, that's fine. I started at a beta program happening sessions used to be $37 a month. <laughs> and you know what? That was actually way harder to sell than than at its current price, which is a lot more than $37 a month. You know why? Because I understand the value. And when people pay only a, that low amount of money, it, they are like, don't even need to show up. They're like, oh, whatever. It's just 37 bucks. So if I don't show up, it's no big deal. You know, you want to make sure that they're investing. So that's an aside, but We want to make sure if you're in the certification, you're applying it in real time and you're getting after it. You're going out there and you're being uncomfortable. Because you know what? If you're doing certification so that you think when you finish or this training or this course, then you'll feel ready, you haven't been listening to this podcast. Where do our feelings come from? Your feelings. You heard. I'm just picturing one of you guys like in the shower, like. You know uh, as Keisha Fitzgerald of empower her podcast she, she's a friend of mine as she always says um, I, I can picture you guys with your loofahs in the air like fist pumping yeah <laughs> shout out to you Keisha if you're listening um, but yeah I, I can picture you guys being like your feelings come from your thoughts yes when we know our feelings come from our thoughts then we're not confused in thinking that we're gonna feel ready when we achieve the result of certification or completion of a program. No, you're not going to feel ready then. You're going to have to start from scratch and experiment and get uncomfortable then. So why not do it in real time? It's the best time to do it. Everything is fresh, and you'll be able to get all of those revelations that I told you in, in tip one that come from the doing. You'll be able to get them and apply them, and you'll start to create something called momentum. So fun, so fun. I see my peers doing this, and procrastinating with programs and consumption and certification, um, in all of the things that I'm in, I am in life coach certification. Um, some people are doing it in there and I'm like, you're so talented. You're ready. Like you're as ready as you're ever going to be. Um, and in 2k for 2k, Stacy Bayman's sales thing, they're like just going through all of the modules. Sometimes people are doing them twice and I'm like, what are you doing? Have you tried it? Yourself, you're not going to be able to understand it until you start doing it, you know. Um, And yeah, in in free webinars or in scholars, um, you know, Brooke Castillo's uh, group coaching thing, and any courses. Every time I see it, every time I'm in it, I'm seeing all these people comment with questions that I'm like, "There's no way they would have these questions if they were actually applying the work." All of those questions are just a way for them to procrastinate more. So be careful that you are looking out for your reasons and loving your reasons for investing in certification training programs and courses i'm not saying don't do it i do it certainly highly recommend it but you should be doing it for growth and development improvement and just like a little bit of a good safe space to take experiment and take action and then have like an immediate feedback loop so when i'm doing um, Stacy's uh, training on on selling life coaching, right? Then I I'm, try something out from a module, and then I go back in and I share my experience real time with other people that are doing it. That's the way to get the most out of a uh, training. Okay, number three is find a great ratio of consumption to creation. So I know that there are some of you that listen to this podcast that aren't entrepreneurs, and this one is applicable to everyone. So this is this listen up. So If you're you're scrolling around on Facebook, shut it down. Come back to me, okay? The one, I just dated myself, by the way. I said Facebook. I know if you're younger, you're like Instagram. And if you're older, you're like, I don't know. MySpace isn't a thing anymore, right? I don't know. Um, The one that, the ratio that I aim for in consumption to creation is 60-40. 60% creation, 40% consumption. Okay, so this is what I mean. Consumption as in trainings as in courses as in personal development podcasts reading books um, you know even obviously like watching youtube videos tutorials um, taking classes anything where you are learning information and consuming information versus creating it and putting out there what is your input to output ratio And to me in my day, I like to aim for at least a 60 to 40 split so that I am creating more than I am consuming any given day. And this was not always the case in the beginning of my business. And really this year, I have really gotten it down to this. That's like a minimum. Sometimes it's more like 80-20. So I really don't let myself anymore consume more than 20% of my day I've cut down on the amount of hours that I watch TV I don't read as many books and this this was a weird one for me because my brain had convinced me and really even society like books are good knowledge is best but the truth is again if you go back to lesson number one the best and most powerful revelations were actually revelations that I could not have had if I wasn't out there doing the things and creating the things, right? So you can consume all you want, but you're only going to be able to have the capacity to understand and to really, really get what you're consuming if you've experienced it, right? If you've gone out there and been the one to do it. There's so many of my favorite books that I've read and then now I'm rereading after I'm now three years into my business and I'm like my God, this is a whole new experience. I feel like I could have written this book and I get it now, right? And so I want you to make sure that you, if you pick one of these lessons, I think this is a really great one for you to be able to apply today. Personal development can actually be a form of buffering. Buffering is what we call um, avoiding feeling a negative emotion, right? So you can It could be a form of procrastinating, right? So seeking false pleasure and personal development, podcasts, listening to courses, all of that was my form of procrastinating. It was my form of avoiding the discomfort of having to go out and test out something in my business that I didn't really know was going to work or not yet. So again, personal development, great thing. Amazing. I think that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this is part of your consumption time and your personal development time. So glad you're making this time and you should keep it. But just try and um, see if you can get that uh, personal development time to be more intentional instead of unintentional. So you're not just like, okay, free time, I'm going to pop in this. It's like, okay, let me plan so that I don't just fill up my day with the consumption part, right? Make sure that you're you're constraining and you're not in like a billion courses and you're like, well, I need to read this book and then I need to do this course and then I need to listen to this replay and I need to do It's like, no, 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 no too much. Now I'm in a couple of programs right now and I just decide like, you know what? This this replay is not important for me to listen to this week because it would put me over on my consumption. And I'm in creation mode right now. Yeah. Okay. Tip number four is building a business is not separate from building a life. I teach in happening sessions and with my one-on-one clients holistic scheduling. So the goal here is to make your calendar match your core values. And this really just means that when you're scheduling it, you're scheduling everything. You're, you're, allotting how you want your time to be spent and you can't just do that for your business and not for your personal life because then what happens as you grow your business your business starts to take over your calendar and as you scale you lose yourself in the process and so scheduling is one of the very first things that I set up with my clients so that they know as they grow that they are going to continue to make decisions that allow them to have that calendar match their core values and what's important to them. And if family is a part of that, or if the, a hobby is a part of that, or if relaxation or travel is a part of that, that their life reflects that. You are never obligated to work 80 hours a week. And if you're doing that and resenting that life, just know that you created that and you are always you can always get out. Okay. Holistic budgeting is also a part of this right so i have make sure that they are budgeting for their personal life and for their business yes there are parts of it that are separate that one is a little bit different um you know we keep budgets separate and accounts separate um but it is holistic budgeting in terms of okay how do i want my money to be um divided and where do i want to be investing this money both personally and in business and like I said, I, I just think that in general, the way that we approach um, building a business in as a hapster, certainly, it's not separate from building your life. That's why I am a life coach for entrepreneurs. I'm a business coach, yes, but it's kind of like hybrid coaching over here and it's all connected and that's the way that I like to approach it. Number five is the more I invest, the more I make. So this is a lesson that again, came to me in the doing of it but it's just been true and i've done it enough times to know that it's true so first time i ever invested in a coach i invested 5k and then later on i invested another 3000 in a business coach and then 3500 in a business coach and then 18000 last year in the life coach school certification and then this coming year, I am aiming in May to pay $25,000 in one month for a mastermind. And I am so pumped because you know why? What I saw in each of the investments that I made at that point was that I about made double what I invested in all of those programs. And some of these programs weren't even one-to-one like teaching you how to make money. Like literally, they're just teaching, they're investing in your business brain development. Some of it was related to, um, you know, being a better coach and just understanding my brain better. It was true personal development. It wasn't teaching me how to make money, how to sell, how to market or any of that. And still the 18 K investment, I have already like made that back in my, in my business. And I'm not even done with the program. It's just so mind blowing. And so uh, I'm not going to, belabor this point I think again people had said this to me like you where you invest you'll see the returns Um, and some people will be like oh I invested a lot in my business this year so like next year hopefully I won't have to and I'm like on the contrary I am I paid 18 grand which is the most I ever even could fathom paying for a certification or a program or anything like that last year and now this year I'm like bring it on 25k let's do it I'm like, I can't wait until someone has the balls to charge me 50K. Can't wait. You know why? Because it's going to make me make 200K just from investing 50K. Like, I just, I love this concept that the more I invest, the more I make. And I also feel that in terms of giving and receiving, the more I give, the more I receive. And I remember listening to Tony Robbins way back when I was first getting into personal development, hearing him say, like, if you can't give a dollar out of your $10 right now, what makes you think that you're going to give a million out of your 10 million when you have it? She's like, it's not going to happen. You need to understand the concept of giving, returning and receiving now. And so. I invest back in my clients. I invest in the local community. I invest in people that I believe in and I see potential in and it always comes back to me. I'm not, and when I say invest, like I don't even necessarily have a plan for it coming back. It just comes back. So, um, that has been just such a fun lesson. (laughs) Honestly, it just feels the more I do it, do it, the more I invest in myself, the more I, I give the more abundant I feel more connected I feel to the world. So that's fun. Number six is my business and clients will rarely outgrow my own growth. So this is kind of connected uh, to that last one, except it has to do, it's kind of like the reverse, right? So I am forever a student of the world, a student of life, a student of business. Um, and I want to be leading from the front for my clients so everything that I teach in terms of the themes that we deep dive into in happening sessions they're all themes I do not teach anything that I haven't already seen results for for you know at least I mean I think one topic has been something that I was learning and I had results in it for 30 days but most of the other stuff I've been doing for years um, before I teach it and I'm so excited for next year because I've been learning so much this year and I'm not teaching any of it yet because I want to make sure that I really have mastered it before I teach it. But I want to lead from the front, which means I need to constantly be growing. And I learned that from my fitness coach a while back, Meredith. Um, She used to say that all the time, like, it's my job to lead from the front. I need to be the best. If I want you guys to do it. I need to be doing it too that really stuck with me. I just so admired her for that. It wasn't about us or anything. It was just like, she held herself to that standard. And I have found too, that like my business is not going to outgrow my mental growth and my clients' businesses are not going to rarely going to outgrow my business, um, in terms of what I'm teaching them. Right. But, um, I mean, Plenty of my clients actually make, make, not plenty, but a handful of them do make more than me. Um, And I love that, but they came to me making more than me. And you know, the, the growth, I just, I'm constantly, my goal is from the start to the finish, from the time that we work together, I work with people in six month increments. And from the first month to the six months, I want to be a better coach, like a markedly different coach, by the end of those six months than the the coach that you came in with, and that's how I know that whatever I'm charging you is going to be. It's you're you're gonna get double your value at least back because I'm investing double what you're investing in me in into myself, if that makes sense, and back into you guys. So. I'm just, the goal is to be an example of what's possible so that um, your guys' business and your minds can expand as mine does. Um, Number seven is um, automating systems and not relationships. So, automation is amazing. But nothing trumps immediate action. So as I'm saying this, I just want to make sure that it's not misunderstood. This advice is not for people who are just starting a business. It's once you have some clients or you're in your first year of your business and you're kind of like willing to do it messy first and taking immediate action and you're like in there in the doing, right? Then it's time to automate. Admi- admittedly, I waited a lot longer than necessary to automate some of my systems, and this this first Q1 has been really a lot about about, about systems. It's been uh, about automating. I think I think I mentioned last episode. I actually don't even remember if I've told you guys that um, I invested in a new custom platform for the Hapsters called coach accountable as the company that has created it and it is so amazing it's a portal where everybody can see everything all in one-stop shop all of the invoicing all of our session notes all of the courses all of the worksheets everything we can track metrics we can add actions scheduling everything is in this one spot now it was a big investment but so worth it because the systems are like so killer but remember this tip here was automate systems not relationships because systems are to support your relationships they don't replace you so my systems have not replaced any of the things that are essential for me to be a part of all of my coaching still me all of my connecting like it's all still there Um, i'm i encourage you as you systemize never stop connecting being curious about your clients and adding value at an intimate level of course along with your scaled offerings that you're developing group offerings all of that is great but you need to be daily connecting and adding value on an intimate level Um, if you want to maintain this connection to your business, right? So we, we automate systems for a business, but not relationships. Um, also buy coach accountable. If you were a coach and you are listening to this and you have a business because it is such a game changer. I can't hide. I can't recommend this company higher. They have amazing customer service and it's just beautiful and clean. And my clients are loving it. I love it so much. Um, other things I use on that topic, uh, just, as a review of the year, things that I've used to automate that I love, um, are Canva for graphics planally for social media, planning out my social media, um, campsite is what I use, um, on my Instagram bio to have all of my links in there. I think it's really beautiful and seamless and it's free. Um, and my bookkeeper's Excel form <laughs> that she uses for me to automate all of my um, my income and track that. So I recommend you get someone who loves those spreadsheets. And get them to make you one. So good. And my final tip or tip, I don't know what we're doing. Lesson, lessons, let's call these lessons. Is number eight, being professional does not mean omitting your personality or doesn't mean being boring as fuck. <laughs> Hope you have your headphones in kids. Um, yeah. I did a whole episode on this called professional and yes, this is a bit of a soapbox, but I see too often my clients trying to type like they're writing an essay that they're submitting to their 11th grade English teacher. Like no being professional in a Instagram DM or In an email with someone who's going to be a potential client, I don't really care what you do. Obviously, there's certain industries, if you're a lawyer or if you're, I don't know what else, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not a lawyer. I mean, maybe you are, Um, but I, I think generally as an entrepreneur, if you are in charge of your business, likely there's a part of your personality that should be infused into it. And we can type like we speak and be human beings. Sales, the whole part of conversations with people. And if you have it, listen to the last episode, the 90-10 rule, go listen to it. But sales should be fun. Okay. If you're having fun, if you are infused you, the true authentic you is infused in your conversations, then they're going to have fun. Your potential clients are going to have fun. And if they're not having fun and you're having fun, who really cares? Cause you're having fun and it's your life and it's your business. Okay. And if they want to be a stick in the mud, that's on them. (laughs) So that's how we're going to close it off. The lessons, eight lessons of, uh, of a year of my one year episode anniversary. And I am just, I'm so grateful. I can't believe that it's been a year and I'm still talking to you guys and I'm getting all this feedback and I've met some of you and I've had some, you know, some amazing clients come from just listeners. So if that's you, if you've been listening and you've been thinking about jumping in or reaching out or or seeing if, if coaching is for you, do not hesitate. I am literally about to be completely full and at a wait list for one-on-one coaching. I had a couple of clients I was like almost full, and then I had a couple of clients um, finish their sessions, and so I have a couple more spaces. But that might be not the case by next week. So do not hesitate connect with me on Instagram. What's happening? J E S S on Instagram, or you can email me at jessica at what's com, or you can go right to the right to the website what's happening.com all the places all the places I just can't I can't wait to be doing this again next year on our two-year anniversary and see all of the growth be able to shout out all of my clients you'll get to know some of them on the podcast and the upcoming episodes I'm gonna have some of them on and sharing their experiences but really I am just so grateful. I know there's so many different ways that you can be spending your time and I'm honored that you spend any of it with me. All right, have a beautiful day.